be honest with you, uh, first off, welcome to Late Night Layover, a podcast about nothing, uh, but two good friends hanging out, chilling, talking about the week. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Raul, and with me is... Ryan. Howdy. You gotta say your name. You just said howdy. <laughs> I, I did say my name. I said my name was oh. Ryan. I, I've got, okay, you might wanna... I've got the uh, noise suppression going on uh, okay, through Discord, so it may, it may have just cut me off. All right. It was doing that a little bit during the, the last run. This is our round two. You know what? I'm just going to um, turn it off because, like, it, I mean, it's going to pick up shit anyways. Bro, you I, sound I, so I, much I better it. right now. Yeah. It, it should be fine yeah. now. Was that what the RTX voice is doing? Uh, that that was uh, Discord's crisp. That's that's what was probably doing oh, it. I need to yeah. adjust that thing. Yeah, that's that's not worth it. Our voices sound so much clearer without it. I uh, I did a test. Um, I hated listening to the zero and I'm glad we named it zero because I did not like how I sounded. And I think that's because of the noise suppression stuff. Uh, now I'm just straight raw. Uh, and then any background stuff I'm sure is easily removed with that, uh, voice normalizer thing and audacity. Yeah. But it was, it was a struggle to hear the muffleness because the equipment is good. This is a good mic. Paid a lot for it. So mm-hmm. when I hear myself sounding not up to par, it, it I, I felt some type of way. That being said, this is a sort of round two um, because we, we recorded think, a whole episode before this. But uh, you know what? Let's redo it. Let's I think it's again. a secret episode. I think uh, I definitely want to keep that audio, chop it yeah. up and maybe throw it as like a bonus thing. That'll be the. The uh, quote-unquote post-show. It's a prequel. It's the pre-show. That was the pre-show. <laughs> That's the pre-show. This is the actual show. Because also, I do want to touch on something. Also, give me just give me one second. I'm just going to like turn off my fucking washing machine. Alright. I'm going to vamp. I'm going to vamp real quick. Uh, so, we have been looking at the Adelatics. And in the meantime, uh, between episodes, uh, we've been working on building out our social media platforms. If you guys like, we've got a Patreon now that'll give you access to our Discord. Uh, I have no ad uh, sponsor, but eventually there'll be ad reads, maybe. Um, try to stay away from that as long as we get enough Patreon subscribers. But right now, uh, this is just a little bit of time while we wait for Han to get back. I realized something after uh, thinking about that last podcast. And I came off a little bitter. I miss my boys. That's no that's no secret. I miss no, my no. boys so hard. Listen, you but are an emotional person who I'm an emotional person. You love your boys. You love it's them so very, much. It's, it's a roller coaster over here. But then I realized post post podcast why I felt those feelings. And it's because I've been watching something lately. Now I know uh we watched the mid-90s together. Yes. So you already know I love skateboarding. I've never been on a skateboard. I don't know how to skateboard. I love skateboarding so much. We love the culture. I love the culture. So I've been watching nothing but documentaries and skateboard movies. Yeah. yeah I watched yeah. Um, Lords of Dogtown again. But the one that stood out is about a dude named Daewon Song, who is a skateboarder from, I think, LA. And I don't know. The guy is just so chill. They were so reverent. They were so, they, it was so well done. It was a fantastic uh, documentary about friendship and uh, the early days of skateboarding. Yeah, and yeah. 
stuff I've never, I would have, I don't think I would have been old enough to even be a part of these groups. But at the same time, like seeing them as young people, seeing where they are now, the bonds that people, it's anime. It's, it's Naruto, but better. These bonds that people form and as they get older and they grow apart. And all I could think to myself was, look at, look at these two people who are such good friends. And this group of people, like the Bones Brigade was uh, like Tony Hawk, a bunch of other dudes, Rodney Mullen. Bro, yeah. I don't, do you know about Rodney Mullen? Yeah, I know about Rodney Mullen. Guy's a legend. If, you, if anyone ever, I, don't, I, I, I learned about him this week. I watched about three documentaries, one about him, two that mentioned him. I would fight someone on his behalf. I'm here to protect Rodney Mullen. Rodney Mullen was a real one. Is a real God. one. Fantastic human being. And every every time I would watch one of these documentaries, all I could think to myself is, I want these guys to to have a happy ending. That's all I want. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why I came in with that energy of, damn, I miss my boys. You miss the homies. And I miss the homies too. So that that's that's where that energy came from. And I'm sure, I'm sure one day I'm gonna look back. And everybody, everybody comes back together, right? They'll come back, right? Yeah, all the I I can tell you this, Raul, the Warriors will reunite. They gotta. I need them. But God, there, there's just that intense loyalty. If you don't, if you haven't seen it, the one on Daywan Song was particularly potent because there's just this moment where uh, he gets hurt, and all the people he used to skate with, uh, part of that team, they all left, and the guy calls him and is like, "Hey, your boys left." Um, I'm not going to hold you here and say you have to stay here. Uh, if you got to go, if you got to seek, you know, a better deal, if you got to go out and spread your wings, I totally understand. And his response, I'm not going to spoil it. His response, heartwarming, fantastic piece of documentary, uh, content. So yeah, I recommend anyone who is out there, whether or not you like skateboarding, skateboarding documentaries is all about friendship. It's better than any anime. Stop watching anime. Start watching skateboarding documentaries. Or we make the skateboarding anime. There we go. Cross Man, the I would lose my mind. Do you know how much I love sports anime? They, I don't they play fucking volleyball. Rule. It's, it's just boys hanging out. It's hanging out with the boys. Like, I, I, I don't think I've ever actually brought this up. But you know how like they're, they're, there's plenty of basketball animes. And they're all pretty good. Slam Dunk's mm-hmm. fucking amazing. Uh, Kurono Basket's pretty fucking awesome. Uh, there's like High Q, and they got a lot, of, lot of like kids into volleyball. And there's a half a billion soccer animes. There hasn't been a hockey anime. There hasn't. There hasn't. There's been like a couple hockey manga, but they've been like shojo like romance ones, mm-hmm. where it's like the team manager falls in love with the star player. And but like that's that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the I'm looking for the high cue of hockey. <laughs> I feel like uh, the reason that is though is it's probably a side effect of them not playing much hockey. I feel like they don't play much hockey. Just just you know the same what? way they don't. I don't think they play much football either, do they? And yet, I shill twenty one's a thing. Yeah, true, true. You're absolutely right. Uh, hockey's actually a growing sport out there. It is like a it's. And there's been, like, a couple Japanese players that have, like, at least, like, been on an NHL roster, but they've been mostly, like, minor leaguers. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a growing sport out there, so I feel like 
uh, they, they need to capitalize on this. So me and my sister, we've been, you know, quietly developing in uh, just our spare time this, like, like there's nothing really to it so far other than just, like, some documents, like, l- listing out some stuff. Uh, but we, we've been making, like, ourselves a hypothetical hockey anime. I mean, and- that could be hype. They got, a, they got it for everything else. I think that might be The Last Frontier. It it kind of is because I I can't think of any other major sport because there's Ace of the Diamond that's baseball there's basketball ones there's volleyball ones there's I feel like I've uh, heard of Prince of Tennis Prince of Tennis Prince- yes that's that's a true that's a real thing so hockey is truly the final frontier I mean they've at least a major sport like track and swimming they, there's been a parkour racing anime that was apparently there was apparently an Otomo game, but like it was actually kind of hype. <laughs> so hey, I was like, "What's I an Otomo know. game?" I don't even know what the fuck that is. <laughs> I just thought it was like, "Oh, it's based on some fucking thing." I don't know, but this fucking like a parkour a parkour racing anime is actually kind of cool. I mean, I check it out. The one thing is, though, in in my uh, in my way, I like to smash things together. I kind of want a War of the Three Kingdoms Aki anime. <laughs> Make that the the big three teams. <laughs> I would I would be hyped for a crossover. Cause have you seen the the genre that is Nobunaga animes? Yes. Uh, there's like half a billion of them, and there's all sorts of variations from hot Oda Nobunaga to girl Obu no- Nobunaga, dog dog Nobunaga. I think is one of them too. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. Eventually, they have to break into the sports genre. Why not combine the two? That's, two birds yeah. and a stone. Yeah, but yeah, like we we've I like we've kind of plotted out our main character's journey from like coming up through the high school ranks to kind of going against the flow in how like Japan, like you know how there's always been like there's always that expectation of like you go to university, you get yourself an office office job, blah 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 blah. blah. Our main character saying fuck that. I'm going to Russia to play hockey. Skew fucking culture shock. That'd be hilarious. People would love it. And then eventually he gets to North America and he's playing in the minor leagues and he just fucking just keeps working his way up till he makes it to the fucking NHL. That's like the the basic idea. It's fucking fucking I I, I just love it. We we just need to actually, you know, maybe do some stuff with it. True. It would take a lot of like work of like, yo, yo, Gary, Gary Bettman. Listen, you want to grow? You you already play games in China sometimes. You've played preseason games in Japan, and it's a growing sport out here. You know, and you know what people like? People like anime. Ah, uh, we well, no, let me let me not pretend. People do like anime. People, how many athletes are fucking weebs? Like, I don't know, cr- but too many. Cr- crunchy roll. Has had a regular series of like, oh, here's this like football player in the NFL who loves, and generally they love like Dragon Ball Z and you know stuff that was on Toonami and stuff. But I mean, mm-hmm. they they still love anime and they still watch anime. They still watch new anime. It's like, shit, what the fuck, <laughs> you're making millions and you're watching the same shit as me. That's that's fucking sick. It's only gonna be a problem when they get special treatment. I don't want them to start getting shit early. Yeah, no, I don't, no, uh, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Because I already, I already see them spoiling it. 
They leave it. They leave it on a plane. They leave it in the locker room. Like so, you know, I know how Berserk ends. Turns out Tom Brady was a huge fan of Berserk, and uh, you know, uh, oh, who makes who makes Berserk? I forget his name. I don't think I've ever learned the name of the dude who makes uh, Berserk. Kentaro Mura. You know what? That should be the uh, the skateboarder crossover one. Berserk and skateboarding. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I I would I'm totally into the idea of a skateboarding anime because like skateboarding's big out there. It's all it is all, it? But it, yeah, like there's some pretty big Japanese skateboarders. I wouldn't be surprised, but you and, know what? And skateboarding I, was going to be at the Olympics this year in Tokyo. People are flying to Tokyo for this. Well, they well before the Olympics got canceled this year, uh, it was going to be in Tokyo. Skateboard so is it still happening? Uh, they pushed it back to next year. So how does it work from here? Is it going to be four years after that? or is I think it it's next it's year still, and then three years? Because it's going to be a different place in four years, they can still like plan it out from there. Uh, ah, it's just, I see. I see. Like, the schedule should still be the same. It's just this year got pushed back. That That's why they have like a four-year gap in case something catastrophic happens that year that means the the city can't host that year they could just push it back to next year and plus it probably gives them more time to you know develop uh their facilities just in case but i mean it was also in japan so i'm pretty sure they were, they would have that shit on lock yeah but then you do you have uh where's happening do you know what's happening next time uh after that i think it's paris and then los angeles so I was going to say, if I was Paris, I'd be mad as hell. I'd be like, wait, that means they get an extra year. So if theirs looks really good, then it puts a lot of pressure on me. I got to present after him, after he has an extra day to work on his project. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, but I mean, you really can't do worse than Rio. You Like, Rio has so far set the bar to the floor, underground. Fair enough. Rio may have destroyed Brazil, actually. Yeah, but it's Brazil. I mean, come on. Brazil. See, see, one is day a... we're gonna be we're gonna have to go to Brazil. And we're not is gonna be Is that where that dictator is is doing the bad stuff right now? Yeah, that super fascist dictator. Yeah, he's down there doing some bad stuff. He's actively trying to do like speed up the process of destroying the rainforest. For condos. I mean, any percent speed one, am I right? I mean, yeah. We're on that. We are on that right now. We're working hard to uh, get rid of our planet. Let's just shut it down. Start a new one. Bro, have you seen those pictures with... Uh, with Oregon? With the comparison between... Not Oregon. Uh, Oregon. Why did I say it like that? Oregon. Not a... Uh, Oregon, but uh, California when it was on fire and the sky was orange like it was in uh, Blade Runner. Yeah. Yeah, I did see that. And people are like, ah, I see the world has now been uh, turned into how Mexico looks like in the movies. (laughs) Yeah, it looks sick. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Part of me thinks it's really cool. And I wouldn't mind living in a in a california that had orange sky all day you're you're okay with living in dystopia land as long as the aesthetics look cool yeah as long as the aesthetics are chill like dystopian future ugh, that's oh i don't want to do that but then i see the outfits and i'm like, like oh, oh. Let me, 
let's consider let's consider the thing, these things. Let's let's wear our options here. Let's not just say no to the idea of the uh, dystopian future just yet. Bruh. Let's not jump to a conclusion. Bro, you're sounding like Wooly in the XCOM fucking playthrough. <laughs> Listen, I'll betray humanity as long as I get a jetpack. Bro, is the fit right though? <laughs> the fit's looking good. Are those the Thanos 13s? How high I can jump in those? I mean, it's is it that much worse than what's happening right now? Is being on fire much worse than not being on fire? I don't know. We're like metaphorically on fire. Well, oh god, that fucking little Caesars man, it is killing me right now. Gassy as I'm fuck. I'm telling you, it's the red, the red baron. You gotta, you gotta make your switch over, switch over to Delicios. Delicios? Is that what's called? Delicio. Delicio. I mean, I could, but there was nothing to open. It was like late. True, Eight o'clock true. is late, and everything was closing. I was like, "Fuck, it's a Sunday. God damn it." <laughs> I wanted to go to and get Korean barbecue, but they weren't open on Sundays. They don't got burger plate. Well, I always forget that the burger is kind of like an American food, but they don't I, have no, burger places. No, there, there are there are burger places. It's just they. I just didn't want a burger. I was originally going to go to a place called Bomb, and they mm-hmm. have they have some of the best Korean barbecue in the city. And I'm like, oh fuck yeah, I'm going to get my fucking Bomb on. I saw their fucking special for the for the month it was like thick pork cuts a thick pork rice bowl i was like oh shit bro if you put thick pork on anything i'm there i'm I'm getting on that and they were closed on sundays (laughs) i was like shit that's monday here for some reason a lot of asian run places close on monday i don't know if it's a religious thing but that just happens to be the trend i've run into yeah, maybe. Maybe. But we also tried a Asian thing. I don't know if it was Pepper's first time, but it was definitely my first time. We went to a place called Bubble Tea. Uh, what does it say? Hold on, let me just grab the well, Bubble it's Tea House. It's it's obviously a place that serves bubble tea. It does. Um, it serves uh the best double tea I've ever had. Um, because it's the first one I've ever had, but also the worst popcorn chicken I've ever had. Ooh. We, we were looking online and there were quote unquote rave reviews about their popcorn chicken and how you had to have the popcorn chicken. Bruh, this, this popcorn chicken is like 20% shred of chicken and 80% the weird breading. That's kind of sweet. And then mm, they, yeah. they, I thought they gave us like an exotic sauce. Uh, but then I realized the sauce wasn't really exotic. It was interacting with the breading. So it tasted weird. It was mm. ketchup. It's just ketchup that they put in a special like little cup to make it look fancy. Oh. Huh. So uh, that was a waste of $5 basically as Pepper couldn't finish it. And I was just like, it's okay, uh, but I would have rather had any other popcorn chicken. Um, but that being said, I got taro cream tea with coffee jellies at the bottom. Bro, that's so bomb. Also, I- I'm sure like it'll be pretty simple to edit out because it'll be long lines with a tiny pitched 
like somebody speaking. That's obviously not me speaking because my lines are big. But I don't know if you hear it on your end. Bonnie will not shut up. Oh, no, I hear it. She's going crazy it. right now. She's going nuts. I'm about to step on her if she don't stop. Please don't step on Fauna. She's about to... She's a fat she, little, little she's kitty, She's hungry, too. ain't she? she no, more. she's not. I filled up her bowl earlier today. So she's good. She's eaten. I saw Pepper uh, pour her some water in case she was thirsty again. But she doesn't care. She's just being loud and annoying for the sake of attention because she thinks that she can be on the podcast but she can't <laughs> so you know what she heard that uh her brother um king the dog got two breakfast this morning oh. so now she wants more food too because um right now uh, the way it's worked out is uh, he gets up real early. He gets up like 6.30, 7 a.m. And I don't want to wake up Pepper usually. So most days I just go handle it. I go feed the dog. I let him out to use the restroom and stuff. And then take care of your I give him. Yeah, I take care of my son. I feed him a treat. And then he's willing to take a nap while we uh, get to our point of waking up. However, if it's a long night for Pepper, um, sometimes she'll feed him before going to sleep. And so that's what happened. She fed him. I went to I, I went to go help him in the morning, did the usual, not knowing this fat little baby boy, he's already eaten. And so he he the worst part is is that he didn't even like stop me, pretend <laughs> that uh, pretend that, that wasn't the case. He literally just you know how dogs eat where they're ravenous? Yep. He was like, oh, yes, food. He was like, ah, rah, rah, rah. he downed it, and then he went back to bed. I'm like, you fat little boy. I cannot believe it. And now he wants to cry, too. <laughs> oh, pets. Oh, how I kind of miss them. But they also cost so much money. So I can't afford a pet right now. <sighs> He's... Um, he, he a little bit of a handful. So how big is he now? He's he's gotta be a big little boy, ain't he? Uh, hmm. I don't I don't know how big he is. He's not as big as like a a full size dog, but he's he's getting big. He's like around my knees now. Yeah, he's getting to that juvenile state. Of like, he's got he's not uh, gonna realize how big he is. Yeah. Oh, he absolutely does not. He's running around. He's jumping on people like it's it's simple, but it's not. Do you hear him whining? Yes, I can hear him whine. God, I'm surrounded by crybabies. <laughs> so, you know, let's go. Let's go into some stuff. Uh, right. So Xbox, Xbox talked about some things uh, so, like pointing out the Xbox series s was it i think so it's uh i'm a, i just call it the xbox big and the xbox mini um and the mini one supposedly still plays everything uh in its next gen glory but just on 1080p that's what i'm hearing that doesn't sound too bad it's a it's more value it's more of a value thing that's made for like 
Oh, I, I want to get my my baby boy the the new the new video game console, but fuck paying like what five hundred six hundred dollars for a new one when I can get that for what four hundred three hundred is no, it? No, I think it's three hundred actually. Shit, it's probably four hundred here. So everything costs more, which is so sad. I'm, yeah, it's like the one downside to living in not the United States is that uh, your currency is basically, like, in the future, it will become the credits of the future. It will become the universal currency. <laughs> Pretty much. But here, our Canadian dollar is worth jack shit. So, what if you came to America and just grabbed one in Minnesota and then drove back? Is that more or less? Well, I still have to exchange that amount of money, my Canadian dollars, into American. I oh. unless I rob someone, <laughs> it's like, I mean, give me your Xbox money, nerd. So is that cheaper? Is it cheaper to come to America, rob someone, and take it back with you than it is to buy one? All right. I mean, I I would be paying an extra hundred bucks for the Xbox Mini or whatever the fuck it is, mm-hmm. uh, or however much the difference is, because our dollar sucks up here. So basically, it would be cheaper if I just robbed someone of their American dollars or of just their American Xbox Mini and go back home. Uh, uh, you know, you know, the price of theft is technically free. Technically, but well, I guess you don't. Te- you technically don't have to travel if you just uh, rob someone in. If I go to Minot, I'm that too. But I mean, I the I'm not too far from the border. It might be about uh, about three or four hours to Minot, North Dakota. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Uh, uh, it, it, uh, I, I I get good mileage on my car, so that's uh, you know I get a tank of, a full tank of gas gets me there, full tank of gas to back, you know I'm I've saved a bunch of money. <laughs> I mean, it's always an option. Never never count it out. Never count out uh, becoming the Drakes of society. That said, when it when it comes to that price point. Uh, that probably means that if the PS5 ends up being 400, it's going to end up being 500 for you anyway. Yeah. So at that point, do you consider just going with the Xbox? I mean, I probably consider it. Uh, the only thing is now is like I have so many PS4 games, and pretty much all of those are going to be backwards compatible with the PS5. Mm-hmm. So I may as well just get the PS5. Like I'll I'll sell my PS4 to my buddy, mm-hmm. and get use that to ba- basically cut in half the price of the PS5. That's fair. The only thing is is that like I haven't heard that they were going to do that. So I have a copy of The Last of Us, but they last time they didn't give us a free copy. I had to go buy it again. Yeah. And I have a copy of, uh, what's it called? No, I don't have a copy of Tsushima because I wasn't sure whether they were going to do that. 
but I want a copy of Tsushima and I have a copy of, or will have a copy of Cold War when that comes out because I buy every COD. But yeah, I have no guarantee that I'm going to be able to play it on the PS5. The one thing that Xbox has done is they straight up said, yeah, you if you own it on one, you own it on the other. Just straight. It's I forgot what the, the thing is called, but it's just, yeah, you own it both times, no problem. Yeah. Uh, that That is my only consideration for getting, like, an Xbox. It's like, I have so many 360 games that I could just pop into that fucking thing and play them. Yeah, and that's the other thing. You could Supposedly, that's the Xbox that plays all Xbox games. Which means... I I own all the Halos again. I can hop back in and play anyone that I want. Yeah. I can hop back in and play. Uh, I own the Mass Effect trilogy on Xbox. I own uh, tons of stuff. Oh, God. I own so many CODs on Xbox. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a really... It's looking like a good option. That said, I love PlayStation. It's been so good to me through all my whole life. Because, like, the other thing about Xbox is, like, I can also get all those games on the PC, mostly. For the most part. True. Uh, So, like, I've said this before, I may as well just, like, build the PC I want so that I can move all of my bullshit off of this current laptop and I can just turn it into my work laptop. True. I just use it for podcasts and projects and stuff. That's all it's for then. I can remove and everything they did, else. Uh, they did just announce the the new Chunky Boys coming out. Which mm-hmm. means the old Chunky Boys are probably dropping in price soon. Yep. And they're going to be even cheaper, I imagine, uh, if the people, if you don't mind getting like a secondhand one. Yeah, probably. Probably. Uh, I know, like, my ideal price range would probably be, it it would probably end up being about four grand for a PC build. That would be like... Is that Canadian dollars? Yeah, that's probably about Canadian. Okay. I was about to say, a four thousand... Bro, if I had four thousand US to spend on a, uh, a PC build, bruh, I'm never leaving my house again. <laughs> <laughs> but that's also covering like monitors and just every. Plus, I would also cover a new desk because I would need to get a new desk. Bro, you can get a new. Do you guys have IKEA? Uh, yeah, just not in the city. I have to go. Fuck, I think to Winnipeg. They don't deliver. I uh, maybe, but like, I also like the journey. <laughs> I like I like the Bruh, excuse to drive. You want to come hang out with Epi? <laughs> like that sounds like something Pepper would say. Yeah, we could get it delivered, but I want to walk around IKEA. I yeah, I've never done it. I've never walked around in an IKEA. I've been city side by IKEAs, but I've never gone to said IKEA. I remember a few years ago, my last time I went to Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Part of my fucking goal was to go to Edmonton. To go to their IKEA and get me one of those fucking IKEA sharks. I want one of those sharks. like the sharks. Oh, I have the shark one. Plushies. I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and Nick got one. Yeah, but I ended up 
Because we were the main goal there was to go to this convention that was at a university downtown. It was a fucking sickest convention. It's like perfect spot. Uh, Wait, but, was uh, it fun or? Oh, super fun. Good times. Awesome times there. But I went into the vendors hall, and I noticed there was a dude, and he was selling these these shark plushes. And I'm like, oh my god, look at that shark. It looks like shark. It's it's super cute, and it's and it only cost me like fifty dollars. <laughs> That's way more than we paid, to be honest. I, I know, but this was like a, it's a, it's it's a bit more personal. True. It's, it's not but, it's not the IKEA manufactured shark. This is a. You know what sounds dumb though? I consider it less personal. Um. Or how do I put this? I consider it more personal, rather. Not less personal. I don't know why I said it like that. But, like, the fact that I have one and Nick have one has one, and it's the same exact thing, it feels more personal, because it feels like we both share the thread of that little tiny shark plus, plush. So the more people have it, the more I feel connected to those people. It okay, sounds yeah, super that's dumb. Fair. It sounds fair. super dumb, but that's just how I feel about it. It's like when I'm playing something and I have the same outfit as somebody or the same like in-game pet. I'm like, yeah. I don't know who you are, but you and I both have great taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I get that, but like the, this, this one was just it, you know. I looked at it, and I was like, you're the one. True, the, true. You know what that one. is? It, that's a that's a bespoke shark. Yes. This this it, shark was made for me. I felt yes. I felt that that shark was made for me. I wanted that shark. I got that shark. And I was very happy. I named it Steve. And Steve holds up real well. He's doing great. I love Steve. I named, I simply named mine Mr. Shark. I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of the stuff in our house gets named Mr. or Mrs. Thing. Like, uh, we have a thing for uh, the big animal. And uh, we have a cactus. And we call it Miss Cactus. I love cactus. It's a good, it's a good, very cute lady cactus. Um, but I, I understand what you mean. I I understand the desire to have something bespoke, and that no one else has. It's a limited edition. Yeah. It's a one one. And even even if the guy made three, there's like something off about each one. Yeah, there and there were multiples of those ones, but like the one I had, it was like. You're the right one. Yeah, you're you're the one for me. And it was also funny because like I came back to our our room because it was it it was a university, so we were staying in the dorms. Uh, Mm -hmm. I came back to the room and uh, my friend. Did you pay to stay stay in dorms? Uh, yeah, we did, but it didn't. It 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 was it was eh. it was cheaper than going to like a hotel. Well, I would imagine, but how does that work though? Do did you rent the dorm from the? students who were supposed to be living there this was this was uh before the school year started so this was in like early august so a school just will rent out their dorm rooms yeah i guess so weird i didn't think that was a i i they had a deal with the convention or something so like Uh oh well here's some lodging if you want in on it and we had these fucking sick ass dorms that were like here's like uh, one that has like four bedrooms and a common area. It was a good time, real good time. 
I can see how that would be not only uh, useful for making some money, but also super fun for a group of people who want to get together uh, and exactly. go to a con. But at the same time, it seems so wrong that an institution that is already raking people over the coals for money has a side hustle. <laughs> well, I don't know if it was the if this if it was the school that was making the money or the convention that was making the money. I, well, I've... I mean, someone has to get paid on the school side because they own the dorms. They would have to get access to the premises. Yeah. So even if you guys were paying through the uh, the convention, the, like convention the convention would have would had pay to pay to the, the venue. Yeah. Which, like, yes, you're technically not buying a room from the school at that point. But at that point, uh, the school is renting itself out as a venue, which, again... I don't want my school to have a side hustle. You you take in students. My tuition pays you for the for the location. I don't want to hear that you're pimping uh, my my house where I'm living most of the year now out to random convention goers. Yeah, when you put it like that, it is kind of dirty. But also, like I'm reaping the rewards, so yeah. fuck them. <laughs> and it's not even so much that it's dirty. It's that if I was someone who had uh, paid for um, expensive schooling like that, I'd be mad as hell. Who was in my bed, bro? Who knows? Uh, but yeah, like uh, I remember like uh, going back, getting back on track. Uh, I remember I went back to the room and my friend Yvette saw my shark and she was like, oh my God, is there more of them? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, go. They're closing like last one. <laughs> no, I'm too nice. Uh, I've been like, you better go out to uh, go over to IKEA, get you a a regular everybody shark. This is my shark, one one, homie. Your balage. Steve was made for me on site. But yeah, you you are nice. You you would have given them. Yeah, she. Uh, plus, there was only like it, I think it was like twenty minutes till they closed, and it was on the other side of the campus. So she just fucking like. Oh, you knew she would have been. <laughs> oh, if well, you get this shark, she, you really she got it. there. She got there, and she got herself one. It was a blue one, and mine's a gray one. Oh, they had different colors. Yeah, they had two different colors. It was blue ones and gray ones. I wanted the one that was like more like a shark. More shark. Are sharks more not shark blue? Color. Uh, I I don't like if they're blue. It's like a blue gray. They're more gray than anything. Fair. Gray whites, maybe I... some darker colors like browns and blacks. I don't think I've ever seen a shark, which is probably a good thing. <laughs> I don't think you really want to see sharks unless they're in like an aquarium. Which I'm sure I've been to an aquarium. Aquarium, aquarium, aquarium. aquarium? But uh, yeah, uh, that's yeah. I think I got this fucking sick ass shark, and he hangs out on my uh, couch whenever I want to hang out. I like ah, oh, Steve, and then I grab my angry Shibi plush, which is also kind of big, and I named that Johnson. I'm like Johnson, give me hugs. <laughs> you know what? That reminds me, uh, not of a plush, but of a lizard. I had a lizard that was hanging out on my balcony. Mm-hmm. And I named him Arthur. I think that lizard is gone. No. Because when we were driving today, 
uh, to go to Kroger to pick up groceries, uh, we were looking at the top of the, the hood of the car and uh, couldn't help but notice there's a little lizard hanging on for dare life on one of the windshield wipers. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I took a picture. I, I, I might post it somewhere, but uh, he's just going along. He can't, he can't, uh, he had a look that told me he didn't know where he was and where he was going. Um, but during a stop sign, uh, Pepper tried to get him. Uh, he jumped off the car. I haven't seen him since. So I don't no. know if I'll ever see him again because I don't know if lizards travel. Like, what's the distance a lizard travels in its lifetime? Does it get far away from its house? Um, I don't know. How far do lizards travel in their lifetime facts about like am i never gonna see him again or am i gonna turn 90 and he's on my birthday cake and i'm like (laughs) you came back to this day i still miss him size habitat habits my little homie well i'm sure they they have spots that they like if they like a sunny spot hopefully my balcony is like his sunny spot sunny spot He's like, oh, that was a good ass balcony. I should go back to that good ass balcony. I'm not gonna lie, I see a ton of lizards around my complex. I saw a little baby one that hangs out near our front door. But I don't know if that's something I should be like looking out for. I don't know if a bunch of lizards are alarming for any reason. I'm sure it's just like the same deal as rabbits up here. Like we have a shitload of rabbit. Well, they're not actually rabbits, they're hares. So they have the more soulless eyes that stare holes through you. Well, that's what you want. Last thing you want is for uh, a bunny rabbit to look you in the eyes and make a connection. Yeah, because you also find them absolutely fucking blown up on the side of the road. Ooh. They get they get hit a lot, They and they get... It's gruesome. Luckily, I haven't seen any of that, uh, that viscera. Um, but I do see a lot of ducks um, around the complex as well, um, which begs the question, because they don't belong to anybody, you know? They're not like someone's pet yeah. that's roaming, but they do live here for some reason. Uh, I don't know who's feeding them, but ever so often I think if the world ends, we can eat those ducks. Yeah. They're there. They're they're there for the picking. You just gotta have like a spear or an arrow or something. Yeah, because ducks. There aren't some ducks that are more or less edible, right? That can't be a thing. Yeah, they're, they're about it's, the same, aren't they? It's binary, isn't it? Like, ducks are all edible. Yeah, so it's either you, a duck or it's not. You just and have if to it is prepare a duck, it. It's edible. You just have to prepare it right. <laughs> as long as you have the right wine, the duck is edible. Just gotta de-pluck that thing. It's like chicken, but more wild. Are all chickens edible, or are they? I'm pretty sure they are. I feel like poisonous is not the word I'm looking for. Well, they're but... they have, obviously salmonella is a big deal. I guess, but that's like more the handling of a chicken rather than the species. Yeah, I, I think species-wise, like poultry is about the same across the board. You just have to prepare it. I wonder if lizards are edible too. 
You could probably eat a lizard. How much lizard do you eat before you realize uh, it's not worth it? It's not going to fill you up. Probably. Like how much of a lizard is bone? Hmm. I have no... Well, I have to look at like their taxonomy or whatever the, the, the right word is. I don't know the right word. I don't know what the right word. Uh, it's uh... Their biology. What? Whatever the fuck they're made of. Also, co totally unrelated. But I'm just scrolling through Twitter because, like, you know, you you just got to sometimes. Yeah. And Honestly, I I'm a I'm a level with you. I'm gonna let you get back to Twitter. But I'm a level with you. I sometimes play games while we do this because I get into my own head when I'm just watching the uh, voice recording show my my voice get chunky. Yeah. <laughs> well, go ahead. Uh. uh... I swear, half of my half of the shit I follow now is just those out of context uh, Twitter accounts because I now just found Boondocks moments. So out of context Boondocks. You know what? I also do stuff like that, but also the um, I mine is mostly edits, and um, the always hilarious uh, scrub quotes. Ah uh, yes. But the one thing I do notice about Twitter is: Do you ever look at the Twitter trends? Like what's trending? Yeah, sometimes so like they're kind of hard to miss. They're it's right in your face sometimes. It is both a uh, a source of it's a source of both disappointment, heartbreak, but also of surprise and disgust. As some days it'll be like, hey. This person is a criminal. They uh, sexually assault people. They are uh, the worst of humanity. And I'm like, cool. Oh, fuck. And then, like, it's like that one day, and you're not too worried about it. But then it's like that for three days for different people. And you're like, oh, wow, the world is really awful. But then you have days like today. When you look, and it's Chris Evans, and you're like, You've gotten used to the bad things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So in yep. my mind, I'm like, bro, if Chris Evans by himself is just trending and I don't see a news report attached to it, it's one of three things. Chris Evans sexual assault someone. Yep. Uh, Chris Evans is dead. Unfortunate. Or uh, Chris Evans is having a birthday. Those are the three things for some reason. Like yep. <laughs> those are the only times we talk about people. Either he's having a great day, or they're wishing him a great day, or uh, he they wish me he died, or he already died. That's the only moments. Uh, luckily today it was oh uh, I forgot the fourth his nudes uh, his dick got out there his his dick got out there I saw his dick I did he's, he's packing he <laughs> they stopped are, is he really he, they stopped sharing it by the time I showed up <laughs> but I was like okay. Well, that's good, because it would, I, I don't know, it would have hurt me to find out that uh, <laughs> Captain America is either a sexual predator, a racist, or dead. Um, although the first two wouldn't surprise me. I mean, it's America, but. It's American celebrity. It's, well, it's a, he, he represents America, and those things don't surprise me about America. Yeah. So it wouldn't be too far-fetched. Uh, not because of Chris Evans, but because Captain America. But I was I was pretty uh, relieved to find 
he was just, you know, he's just chilling. Dick huge, but just chilling, I guess. His, his dick got out there. That's it. How did that happen? And what uh, did he, he do was, at that point? He <laughs> was, it was like an Instagram reel or something, and he was just, like, sharing a uh, screen capture from his phone. Which Wait, I guess so he, he was opened on Instagram live showing his phone or uh, I think he, it may have been a story that you just like, you know, put out there and he just didn't notice the ending. Cause like he was in his gallery or something. And like when the video finished of whatever the fuck he was showing, uh, mm-hmm. it popped back into like oh, his uh, gallery you and yeah. you could see his fucking dick is one okay. dick pic. <laughs> so the, the real question is. Do we think this is real? Did he do, meant, do we, mean to do, do you that? think he was meant. he just like, you know what? Someone someone said, Oh, I got your nudes. I got it like fuck you. I got a way around that. <laughs> Not even that, but like, do you think he wanted to share his nudes? You know, maybe. Maybe he's just I like, mean, you know he's what? at home bored of quarantine People too, right? Know. People wanna know. I don't know. Sometimes when uh, the details of certain things come out, like anytime you hear a leaked version of an album, I think the album was leaked by someone who is at the on the inside studio. Yeah, some whoever leaked it leaked it for publicity. Yeah, That's how it's I like ninety percent like of the time. Like, like a Drake album, like leaks or something. It's like you know, it's probably one of the producers or someone. Yeah, and usually when it comes to nudes, it's someone else who leaks it. So anytime someone leaks their own nudes, I gotta wonder, was it you? Did you leak your own nudes? He also had some, like, funny pictures in his fucking gallery. Oh yeah, I saw the guard that pussy. (laughs) The guard that pussy. My favorite is, have you seen (laughs) the, the meme of a soldier taking a bunch of knives for a sleeping child? <laughs> yeah. Somebody edited that to make him Chris Evans guarding the pussy. <laughs> Sleepy Child okay. of America. I I, oh, I think I God. also saw uh the phrase this is America's dick. <laughs> Trend- <is> a- <laughs> Trend- <laughs> but yeah, it was hilarious. If Chris Evans ever hear th- hears this, I'm glad you're not dead, buddy. Glad so far you're a good guy. So far. So far, but this is America and anything can happen. Any anything time. can happen. No lead is safe. <laughs> you could you get canceled real quick, homie. <laughs> they might ratio your ass. Ratio. What does that mean? Uh, you you know you know whenever like someone puts a post on Twitter and like it's oh, like some yeah, sort, yeah, it's yeah, a I hot take and it instead of having like a bunch of likes it has a bunch of fucking comments and yeah. quote retweets. <laughs> it's like uh oh ratio is ass. Yeah, you could die real quick in this uh, social media landscape. It's brutal. They go for the throat out there. And I want to say. I feel like how I feel about it changes weekly when it comes to the reaction of people on the internet. And I feel like how I feel about it is mostly based on how 
everybody is uh, reacting to it. So when everybody's posting death threats that they're going to kill people, um, that's a little too far. So just a little bit. Yeah, that, guy, that that boy needs to calm down. You know, just a little bit. It's not it's not that bad. Just chill. So the thought creeped in my head recently, and mm-hmm. it was while I was in the washroom. As you know, you you're on your phone in the washroom. I know you shouldn't do that, but I gotta pass the time somehow. What's the worst that could happen? What's the worst? I I I fucking you know take care of that phone. I fucking what you call it? I disinfect it. Like I got I got wipes to disinfect. I got wipes. It. I got wipes. I got wipes. But uh, you know I'm playing like Crossy Road or fucking games like that, free games. I just got thinking, when was the last time I actually like sat down and bought a mobile game? Like a mobile game that wasn't like it, it's a free you... game with a billion man, billion uh, transactions in it. Like just you pay like two dollars for a game. I don't. No. I don't think I ever have. And I remember it's on my phone right now. Actually, the last game I ever fucking did that for was uh Ridiculous Fishing, which is a game like Pat really liked. I was like, I, I've heard of that, I think. I think I heard of it because of Pat, too. Yeah, like, it's a good game. It's a fun little game. And I was like, oh, shit, you know, there are some, like, you know, mobile games that are kind of worth it. But, like, I just, you just don't see those games around anymore that are like, hey, it's, here's $2 for the whole last game on your phone. No ads, no nothing. No extra shit. Yeah, because then how do they make money? Just the flat sale, just like every other game. Nah, I don't think they do that anymore. Bro, once we learned how to microtransaction, they, they're not going to not microtransaction. Pretty much, yeah. But, uh... I, I kind of wonder who was the first game to do it, too. First game to implement microtransactions? Yeah. Who, uh, been... quote-unquote, innovated that hard? What was the first video game to implement mic to have microtransactions it was oblivion ooh was it horse armor it might have been for horse armor oh that's fucked up <laughs> microtransaction I can't believe the first microtransaction was basically a big ass yep. macro transaction. It was oh it was God. horse armor for two hundred Microsoft points, which was the cost of two hundred uh not two hundred. Two dollars and fifty fifty cents or for one ninety nine on PC. That's terrible. Fucking Bethesda never fails us, man. They always they they're the fucking worst, I swear. What can you do though? Is there any uh, microtransaction you really liked? Like, uh, I can't really think of any because, like, the only ones I can think of were actual were like map packs for like Call of Duty or uh, Halo or Battlefield. Those are the only things I could think of that was like, yeah, this is actually worth. 
paying money, but those were more like expansion packs than a uh, microtransaction. True. I think uh, for me, it'll always be the, um, the, I call them microtransactions, but they'll be the, what were they called? Studio arcade games? Back in the day on the Xbox 360, where they were like Xbox arcade and they were super cheap. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, Xbox, like Xbox, the dishwasher XBLA was one of them. Games. Yeah, those arcade games. I like. Didn't the best friends have a whole like fucking series dedicated to those pieces of shit? Xbox Live Indie Games. That's what they're called. Xbox Live Indie Games. There they are. Xbox Live Indie Games were fun. They, they were fun. They were trash for like. Uh, here's the thing: they were trash, but they were trash because uh, they had shitty skins. Like they were. There were games that if an artist had done them, they might have turned out really well. You know what I mean? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I feel like given the opportunity, a lot of those dudes who made those quote-unquote shitty uh, Xbox Live indie games, they should have gone back and just like redone them and then sold them for a ton of money. Like, I'm pretty sure a lot of those were, like, a first-time program. For my, my first fucking video game that, like, they made by themselves and stuff. Baby's first game. Baby's first game. And, like, they uh, they probably went on to work to hopefully work on better stuff. Maybe. But, I don't know. Based on, like, the quote-unquote game industry, it feels like going and working for someone else is the worst thing you could do because they treat you so badly. Like, I would never want to be a games developer because it sounds like it's just real crunchy and not fun at all. I mean, yeah. Well, I guess that really depends if you're going to, like, the AAA industry or if you're working on more indie games and indie dev studios that generally... I feel like most of them at least, like, recognize the... uh, the bad parts in the industry are trying to correct that through their studios. You hope, at least. I'm being an optimist here. You know what? It does make me wonder, though. Can you can you crunch with a small studio? Like, can, oh, oh, you can, can. Can five dudes working on an indie game crunch? I think I'm pretty sure you can. It, crunch, crunch is uh is universal. At that point, though, I would hope the four dudes get together and beat up that one dude. <laughs> We'd be doing this shit for fucking ever. Fucking like done with that. Like, nah, bro, I don't do crunch. That's not who I am. Someone made up. Um, you know, I've, I also feel like talking about this. So. Recently, I've been going back through uh, old episodes of uh, OSW Review, so old school wrestling review podcast stuff, whatever the hell. Uh, and it got me, like, at least gave me more and more back into wrestling because it went through a little bit of a dark time recently because of, you know, cancel culture and all that. But, I mean, probably a good thing because there's a lot of trash people out there. It's good to mm-hmm. weed them out sometimes. Uh, but they got talking about this guy from Scotland 
And his entrance music, and it's just how fucking, like, insanely over this guy is. His name's Grado. And his entrance in ICW uh, is to uh, Madonna. He's coming out to uh, Like a Prayer by Madonna, and the whole fucking venue is fucking... laughing. No, they are singing. Weird. They are... They are singing along. That he is so over. I'm pretty sure there's also people just laughing at like this, like kind of like he's like he he's not like a built or anything, but like he's he looks like a fun dude to party with. And he is like the, the, the place is electric. And I'm just like, oh fuck. God, I wish I was a wrestler. <laughs> Wrestling seems like it'd be the most fun. Because they aren't really getting hurt, right? I mean, a lot of them can't bend their knees when they get old. Like, there is wear and tear. Uh, Certain wrestlers can wrestle for a long time, mostly depending on their kind of style of wrestling. Mm -hmm. If they're like like a guy like like Ric Flair wrestled fucking forever. He he was like 60 when he retired. Uh... And a lot of dudes, like, you know, they have a style in which it is very hard on their bodies. Like, they're doing all these high-flying, high-risk maneuvers. Uh, But generally, if you do those right, you're not going to get hurt doing them. It's generally a lot of the little things. Like, I remember this one guy, Neville, uh, he went to do just a baseball slide. And his Mm -hmm. foot caught the mat a little bit, broke his knee. Or broke his ankle. That sucks. Just, just on a baseball slide. But he does he does like these huge corkscrew spinning splashes and stuff. And he almost never got hurt doing those. But just on a baseball slide, he fucking hurt his knee. It's like shit. It really is sometimes just the little things, or it, sometimes there's just wrestlers that are just careless. They're dangerous workers, you know? They'll is that, fucking But is that damage you recover from, or is he now gonna be bummed out because of that one oh no he he recovered fine he, okay. he was fine for that but yeah there there's some injuries that you know you're just gonna be fucked like if you got if you maybe maybe you landed wrong and you fucking like got a compound fracture in your fucking leg you're probably done uh if you tear your pcl like the uh the one uh tendon in the back of your knee instead of your like mcl or acl which mm-hmm. most uh most doctors like they can do an mcl or an acl in their fucking sleep at this point the pcl tears are super difficult because they're not off you don't deal with them often so only like a few only like a select few doctors in the world could actually like successfully operate uh a pcl tear i see uh, that's actually what happened to arguably the best hockey player in the world. He tore his PCL last year, and uh, he opted not for not to get the surgery mm-hmm. because it was too risky. And then so it's instead, done forever. He can't do it. Oh no! He came back even better. Why? He just did. He did this like intense rehab that required him to like just just do this like. 
I don't even like. There's a whole like little documentary documentary series called uh, I think it's Rebuilding Connor because it's Connor McDavid, and it's it just goes through his rehabbing process of like and it was like this like revolutionary like holy shit we never thought about doing this. It was like just kind of a theory he put into practice and it worked and is late and he came back six months after that injury faster than before. Guy's crazy. Athlete. So my question is let's say you lose a limb, do they let you back in the ring? Uh there's been there's been wrestlers who, you know, there they there's been there was a guy he had like a a mini feud with Brock Lesnar and he was missing mm-hmm. a leg. Oh, that's wild. Yeah, he had this prosthetic leg and he he would wrestle with one leg basically. So that so that makes me wonder, how far can you take it? Like if I wanted to be a wrestler that's just I'm in a wheelchair, will they let will they let me? Like my legs aren't currently uh in pain. They're just uh I guess I'm paraplegic. Do they allow a paraplegic person to be a wrestler and lose Maybe. every week? Uh you you would probably be more like a manager or something, but I'm pretty sure you would be like kind of, as long as you could do the bumps and uh not have your chair get destroyed. Well, I imagine if they're paying him enough, like he just gets a new chair. Yeah, true, true. That's true. You just go for a real easy, low cost chair, something you 3D print. Yeah. And you just get a new one every time. They Fucking destroy. Man. They make a they make a scene of destroying it every week. <laughs> but he comes out with a new one every week. <laughs> and every week he comes back with a renewed sense of pride. And he comes out, trash talks, loses. But he goes for it every week. So fans love him. Yeah. The fans love him. He's tenacious. You can stop okay. him, but only for a week. He'll be back. He will be back. Okay. We we have also like you you have been you floated this idea by me, and I have put legitimate thought into this of like us becoming wrestlers. So okay. it's a fantastic <laughs> idea. It's a fantastic idea. It may not be ha- ever happening, but I do love to talk about it in theory with you. See, here's the problem though. It could happen, but I don't know how you become a wrestler. You know what I mean? Like, I know how you become an NBA player or a football player. If you wanted, you can hit the gym. You can go to one of their uh, combines, I guess, and try out. I don't know if it's called a combine. But I know there's a way you can go to try out to be an athlete. Yeah. Is there a wrestling tryout? Yeah. I've done one. Oh. Okay. Well, it was more like, here's like a little camp. To show, because all it really depends on is if there's promotions in your area. Mm-hmm. Which, you live in Houston. There has to be a wrestling promotion down there. Maybe. There, there's probably promotions all across Texas. All across the South. There's definitely promotions. Booker T probably has his promotion. Reality of Wrestling. That's where Brendan Williams went. And I oh, really? think that that might Wasn't be Wasn't he Houston. like an NFL dude? Yeah, he was in the NFL. Playing for who? Uh, he was playing for the Texans, I think, actually. Ah, oh, makes sense. He'd say like, he was a practice roster guy, and then he was like, fuck this shit, I'm going to become a wrestler because I love wrestling. 
He's like, bro, I've already got the body and you won't put me on camera. So I'm going to be a wrestler. And he's fucking awesome. So, like, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure reality of wrestling is in Houston. Yeah. And, like, they do the training. You can train to become a wrestler. You just got to get fit. Or, like, you don't, you could, you just basically have to have the motor, basically have to be able to, you the know, mobility. Go, go 10 minutes, go 20 minutes, go 30 minutes. If you got the cardio that you're not going to be gassed after like five seconds, you, you could go far. Are, are we sure we don't want a gassed guy, though? Like, in the same way that we, we don't mind that a guy is. Uh, paraplegic as long as he's entertaining could you be an entertaining gassed guy uh yeah there are those guys generally generally they're bigger guys though like they gotta be generally they're like guys like uh big van vader i actually guys like like some of them are also old guys like like bill goldberg the dude is was is still jacked and he's like almost 50 but like i feel like big show is a person yeah big show Big Show's a big guy, Mark Henry. Like they're they are legitimately big guys, but uh, only a few of them. Uh, ba- back in the day, some of them were pretty good. They weren't really gassed after a little bit. Uh, but you know they're they're like over forty now, so it, it is pretty pretty rough. But like if you're a young guy like us, you know and. <laughs> Uh, you just gotta have that cardio to go, to just go and, uh, you know, be able to do moves and I'd not be, get I'd tired. I'd be down to try it. I'd be down to go to a tryout. Yeah. Reality Wrestling, uh, in Houston. It's founded by Booker T. Oh, it's founded by Booker T. Yeah. Founded how, and owned by Booker T. How often Booker is he T doing Charmel. stuff? Uh, I mean, he's been doing stuff all the time, pretty much. Like, the, the promotion includes a school that has a two-year training program for beginning professional wrestlers. That's actually super interesting. I didn't know there was, like, a straight line. Because, like, saying I wanted to be a wrestler is almost like saying you want to be a, a pro uh, gamer, in a way. Where it's like, yeah, you can be really good at Call of Duty... But realistically, uh, how do you, how do you join get, the Call of Duty team? How do you yeah. get on a team, get recognized, get paid for it? Yeah, all, all it really is is you just find a promotion that has a school that wants to tra- that can train you. And like they're gonna take anyone. If you can at least if you can go in the ring, you can take some bumps, you can give some bumps, and you, if you can cut a promo. You're gold. That'd be fun. Cutting a promo. So I want I want I want theory craft this. Alright. It's All you right. and me. Raul and Ryan. Mm-hmm. Uh Sans our last names. I, I don't know if we want to talk about that, but like <laughs> But we're a tag team. What's our look? What's what's our gimmick? What 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 was the look? What are what are we going to the ring in? What, what's okay, our entrance so theme? That's that's what I'm gonna that's what I'm gonna wonder. So first off, are we going uh, with a kind of modern look? 
Or are we going flamboyant like it's the 80s again? I feel more comfortable. I feel more comfortable going with a more modern look. Feels a little bit more natural to me. All I'm right. sure starting out. I'm sure starting out like, like fresh faced Ryan would probably have like some fucking you know shiny tights or whatever. But like as soon as I I have the character and we like team up, I'm pretty sure we have a certain look to us that is modern. Probably that I I almost feel like it would be like that that street clothing kind of look. All right, I can see made, that. I can see that. Made for wrestling. Made for wrestling. We have we have stretchy pants. <laughs> I can definitely see that. I think the the next question is: Are we going with uh, what you call it then? Are we going uh, pants or the tidy whitey look? The 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 underwear. The uh the trunks as they call them. The trunks. Uh, I feel like, I feel like that can be, uh, that's your, that's, uh, your prerogative, whichever you want to wear. Cause like, I'm personally, I'd like the pants or like, kind of like the hot pants that a lot of Japanese wrestlers have that are like, they're a little bit longer. They're, they almost look like Muay Thai pants. Uh, but like, they're a little bit longer, a little bit more, uh, close instead of baggy. I think I know what you mean. I think I know what you mean. I'll just pull up a Kazu Chika Okada because he he's got what I'm talking about. The uh, oh, he's got kind of both. Uh, yeah, here's the hot pants. Just let me pull this up. Oop. Yeah, the hot ah. pants. I could I could see that. I could rock one of those. You know, I think I'm going in for the hot pants too. You going for the hot pants? I am. Uh, cause like what I know what what I would rock is probably something more the lines of Seth Rollins. Uh, show me his pants. Fill the silence here. Cause the other thing I'm wondering too is. In that case, are we going clashing color schemes or are we going matching color schemes? Uh, I feel like as a tag team, we should be kind of matching in that degree a little bit, you know? All right. Fair, fair. And so are we going colorful black and white? Uh, What do you feel? Because I think with us, it kind of depends if we're face or heel. That's true. I feel like I feel like you almost can't be too flashy or too colorful if you're you're going heel. Yeah, or there there's some good times to bust out the color on the heel. Like Seth Rollins when he was like a big time heel, he went to SummerSlam. Uh, up to SummerSlam, he was wearing just like all black uh, gear, but then at SummerSlam. He's still a heel, but he came out looking like Jesus with all white. Ah. It's like, oh, you fucking narcissist. So hear me out. Hear me out this. We've got the mostly black outfit and motif going. Maybe a kind of flame, not logo, but like patterning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
but then we go for that flame patterning gold and silver all right all right and then i don't know why but i i, I kind of feel like i want to in in taking with our modern aesthetic i don't know if it'll be leather you know we'll go if we're heels it's leather and if we're faces we go maybe denim mm, and okay. it's like the the jacket with skull and ghost respectively oh yeah oh yeah the only the only thing i'm not the only thing i'm having trouble with is the name i'm not sure what name we go because like that that's why i was having trouble is like i couldn't think of a name for us because like i almost feel like it it just kind of works if it's just our full names Ryan and Raul with our last names, but I'm not sure if we want to say our last names. I do want to start using my real name for stuff. Um, And if I did become a wrestler, I'd probably use my real name. Yeah. But as for the team name, I feel like Too Spooky is taken. I don't know where I've heard that before. Uh, That is... uh, uh, Oh, I thought that was Team Spooky. That's a... uh, too spooky, like number two and spooky, or T O W. Both works honestly. Two, I mean, there's two spooky. of us. We're spooky. I know spooky is F G C thing. I know there's a guy named. Yeah, there's spooky. spooky. There's Team Spooky. Uh, too spooky might have been a a R T thing, a Rooster Teeth. Yeah, that was the, the Rooster Teeth. Uh, the twenty four hour thing. thing. Yeah, that was uh, Extra Life, one of the segments that, Bro, that no longer is happening. That Yeah, I don't know what happened to those. I used to love those. I used to stay up all night. Yeah, I, I watch them with uh, friends sometimes. Yeah, I think uh, I watched it with Brandon a lot. I watched it with uh, some people I actually met through Rooster Teeth back in the day, too. Do you think that's copyrighted? We could be t- Team Too Spooky. No, we couldn't be Team Too Spooky because Team Spooky is a person. But yeah. we could we could be too spooky. Like there's a YouTuber called Too Spooky. Uh and they also do fighting game things. They do what? Yeah, they, got, they also do fighting game things, like specifically Mortal Kombat from what it looks like. Oh. I can never uh, get into Mortal Kombat. Yeah, you've talked about this before. Yeah, like it's just not for me, which sucks because uh, Pepper doesn't play uh, most Street fighting Fighter. games. She likes Mortal Kombat, though, uh, which means the yeah. only one that she likes is the one I'm just like, I don't know. I don't I want to mm. play a fighting game, but not not this. Not like this. Not not an NRS game. OK, so we have a name. We have kind of our look. What is our entrance theme? What are we coming out to? I know what I want to say. I'll spit all the ideas. I think Let's it's see. theme music by uh, Fabulous and Jada Kiss. I don't know if you've heard that mixtape, but they theme. did a mixtape um, where they were basically Freddie versus, Jay- versus Jason. And there's a song called Theme Music that I think Featuring samples, Swiss Beats? I think so. And I think it samples some of the very recognizable 
stuff mm-hmm. that we're looking for. So it's got that it's got that thing that sticks with our theme. Um, but I only choose that because I listen to a lot of rap music, and yeah. I can't think of another genre that would uh, match that aesthetic. Because to be honest, I was also thinking rap music. <laughs> yeah, that's always I. I don't like to assume that uh, everybody's just going to be into my rap music taste. But luckily for you, I am into your rap music taste. Yeah, luckily of all our friend group, if anyone's going to be into the rap song, it's going to be you. Thank goodness. The question is, are you going long here uh, back into the ring? or? Because, like, I won't lie. I do think about it some days. I'm just like, you know what? Become a wrestler. Be fucking awesome. It's it's almost like. So you know how kids have like the, I'm gonna be a superhero when I grow up. Yeah. Or I'm gonna be a doctor. Like, yeah, you can. Like, out of all the things kids want to be. Uh, all the stuff that are like doctor and. Um, firefighter and policeman and stuff when they quote unquote call those heroes mm-hmm. yeah but no like yes those people do help society in some ways yeah but I don't call those heroes the closest that a child ever comes to being a superhero is to be a wrestler yeah pretty much ain't it cause I mean, like John Cena is a fucking hero. He's a superhero people. to people. He bro. is a superhero. You see how much stuff he does with fucking like Make a Wish. He he's like the all time leader in Make a Wish. Uh, wishes granted. And not only that, but besides like the helping people, like yes, firemen help people. Firemen do not get standing ovations by children when he walks through the door. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a point where he is, you know, he's just Dave. Yeah, he's just Dave, a firefighter. And then he he goes home and he takes off the Dave firefighter costume. And he's Dave, the dad who is just sitting down in his polo t-shirt. And he looks like every other dad on the street. John Cena, like like, uh, Superman, John Cena never takes off the cape. He's always John Cena. So no matter what he does, he walks into the room and the people go fucking crazy. And that's as close as you get to being a superhero. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I would never pretend any other. Let me think. Nope. Soldier. Like, sure, you save a lot of people. Not nowhere near it. Nowhere near a superhero. I mean, to certain Americans, yes, but also they, let's be honest. Those same yeah. Americans, though, they treat they treat uh, they treat vets like, like shit. shit. <laughs> they treat vets like shit. Yeah, they don't give a shit really. They, like they only they care like the if optics. You, they only care when either they're dead or they've come home or they're on service. When they're home, they they could give less of a shit. You're only a sir. So you're only a soldier when they can't see you. When they can see you, they'll treat you like shit, and then you'll go. You would t- you would treat a serviceman like this, and then they go. I don't care who you are, and then it comes out. That's the truth. I was like, oh, <laughs> ah, your true colors. 
The Cindy Lauper is playing in the background. And it, you know, it, it's a terrible thing, but on that merit alone, soldiers can't be superheroes. They can't. They, they can't. just can't. And also, no one wants to take down uh, a fireman. You know what I mean? Like, the other part of being a superhero is for people who have never met you to immediately hate you and want you to uh, not be famous anymore. Mm-hmm. And who gets who gets more hate than heels or uh, faces that people who just don't align with, I guess? Yeah. Uh, like, John Cena, you know how he got big? Is that he was super over with kids and that... Marks fucking hated him. They would, whenever kids would chant, let's go Cena, it would be met with a Cena sucks. And that still got him over. Bro, it's it's villains. Those are villains. And like, there's a video uh, Super Eyepatch Wolf did just on heels. The art of making people hate you. It is fascinating. I think I watched that. I think he doesn't he yeah. mention like Filipina champ and stuff like that. Uh, maybe he does bring up New Jack, and it, 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 fuck, oh my god, New Jack. You need I I need to show you the uh, Dark Side of the Ring episode on him. That dude was fucked. He was fucked from the jump. Damn. Like, there was a sense of just a real-life hatred. And, like, he almost killed a couple people. Ooh. Yeah, see, that's when when you also have the supervillain. Yeah. But, uh, like, Eyepatch Wolf talked about MJF and just how not only on television, not only on pay-per-view, is he all-time heel. He's always in character. At signings. In real life, whenever he comes across fans on Twitter, he is still his fucking character. He's always on. And I mean, he's always getting key. It is that is fucking one hundred percent best way to be a heel. Never break kayfabe. But yeah, that's a uh, if there's any goal. That we should ever start a GoFundMe for. It's we want to be superheroes. Fund us becoming wrestlers. May as well. But uh, yeah, no, I can I can already see it coming together. Of us being like mega heels. <laughs> just just being genuine you, pieces of shit. And then you get your redemption arcs, and then you get to yeah. wear the white. Uh, inverted colors onto onto the field, almost as if you are a person in heaven who has died. <laughs> Do you ever notice that in movies, whenever people die, they get the inverted they wear white. outfits for some reason? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's just Spider. It's hey, it's your same Spider-Man uniform, except now you're white. All white for some reason. <laughs> but yeah, I do want to make sure that we start uh, sticking these to a reasonable time so i'm so glad we finally got to cover the topics we meant to uh, cover Mm -hmm. but what we should do is make sure that we always close this uh properly so where can they find you you can find me at 
Vagabond Haunted on Twitter. That is V-A-G-A-B-O-N-D-H-A-U-N-T-E-D. And I am found constantly, always in the same place, at Twitter. That is O-R-O-S-O-N-A, Orosona. And you can always find every other link through that Twitter. Twitter is really the only place that matters in today's day and age. Everything is just, you go from there. Yep. And you can find the the podcast Twitter at Late Layover. Where you can also find links to all the other stuff we've been doing. We've got a Discord coming, Reddit, uh, Patreon's up. And if you don't want a subscription, you can always go ahead and buy us a coffee. Mm-hmm. Murph's on the way, obviously. It's going to be hot. You can wear our sick-ass logo. Oh, yeah, we t-shirt. got beautiful merch. You can go show off to all your friends. Listen, Sona is fucking top when it comes to... Uh, logo design so you know just be on the lookout that's right dog he's on the lookout right now thanks everybody for listening uh you know where to find us next week we'll catch you on the next flight